So that's that's really a thing. What Mark was talking about. That's really going on right now. I I think Tyler put something on Twitter.com about it the other day, right? Oh man, I can hear you now. I've turned these uh, headphones up. Yes, no, that's really a thing. Okay. Well, you know, Virginia Tech's got its deal right. Entering entering into the uh, entering. Inter Sandman, right? Just help me out. I, that's okay. <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long day already. <laughs> so in other words, this has become a thing consistently where people want a song, an entrance song. Yeah, you've got the Seven Nation Army deal, but which is cool for a kickoff. Right. Except for that gets played at every single freaking high school game in the history of mankind. This is true. This is true. Well, here's here's my – and by the way, welcome into the Plank Show, Hour 2. True Sooner, hang in there, and we'll get to your calls at 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino line. You can also text us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I guess there's some times where I feel like I'm on the internet a lot and I feel like I'm on Twitter too much. And then someone will ask me something, I'm like, that that's a thing? I saw Carrie Murdoch last night on Twitter that was – I guess there's some guy that's going through and trying to figure out who all still follows Lincoln Riley on Twitter. <laughs> like, that's that's a thing that people are, like, mad about? Like, who, who cares? If you're a real Sooner fan, you'd hit that unfollow You would have unfollowed, button. and you would have blocked him and reported him, by goodness. And you would have been blocked by him. Um, But I didn't realize there was this thing where people are looking for, like, a Sooner entrance song. I didn't know that. I'm for it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I didn't know that was a thing either, but yeah, I'm for I'm a it. Fan of it. But I just yeah, I mean, you've already got the uh, scene setter going on. Now, and they've put the scene so <laughs> you want to nerd out for a moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've kind of put the scene setter at a different spot. Right? So it used to be the team would come out and, and there's only one, Oklahoma. Uh, doom, doom. And here come the Sooners, and they come running out, and everyone goes crazy. We go out and do the coin flip, and either uh, just before or after the coin flip, the scene setter would play. Now the scene setter is playing, I don't know, yeah, like, like, when they go back to the locker room or something. Yeah, like eight minutes earlier than Help that. Help me out with this, Toby. You understand. People understand this breakdown. No, Where's my Caitlin Fournier when I need her? You're right. I, I know what you're talking about, too. I kind of miss it the, the way that it used to be. I did, too. Be. I did, it too. Was, it was better like that. So, so now – People see, and I guess jump around doesn't fit because that's like between the third and the fourth quarter of a Wisconsin game. Yeah, it's it's a Badgers thing. They've trademarked it. Alabama doing Sweet Home Alabama is later in the game. LSU has its song that they sing. What what's it called? It's, Call it Baton Rouge. Uh, well, yeah, they have that, but they got no, like some. They got it's like Pit. Or they, they it's like a weird name. Yeah, like they, I'm sure I'll get Alabama's credit. Dixieland Delight. Dixieland Delight. Thank you. What did I say? Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. I was close. You were close. Right? I mean. The sentiment was there. Dixieland Delight is by Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama is by, what, Skinner. Um, What if we just played Oklahoma? (laughs) From the musical, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Here come the Sooners. Oh, Oklahoma. (laughs) I mean, we kind of do that already (laughs) in pregame. I don't – that's – it's funny. I think we – I think I heard, again, The Rush talking about this maybe a couple weeks ago. It's just, is there really a song that you, everyone's personal. And and sometimes it just, it, it 
just organically happens. happens yeah, right? Organically, and then you're like, man, that was so awesome. Mr. Brightside sing along for Michigan, Blink 182 for the Avalanche. It just magically happens. Wait, Avalanche does Blink 182? Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, what's my age? All again? the small things. All the small things. That's cool. Yeah. Have you you got to watch some of the videos. Like, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's really awesome. And they played it all over their victory parade. Uh, say it ain't so, I will not go. You know, it was it was really awesome, man. I just big news for Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, they're they're relevant again. Um, even though Adam's song, whenever I found out it wasn't about suicide, it kind of blew my mind. No, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh yeah, good. yeah. I was no, about to say that song definitely has a little bit of a dark tint to it. <laughs> Who told you it wasn't? I I, th- I thought they kind of laid it out that it was more about depression and not about some dude offing himself. Boy, what a weird dark turn this just took. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, they might um they might try. But to he- here's the thing, I just think if if as a fan, you say, oh, we got to do this. Use this song. Um, you always say, I heard it here, or I got it from there. There's not, I mean, it has to be something organic, I think, to happen. What right? would even be on the short list? What, what were the guys, uh, the fellas in the afternoon right. discussing? Tyler? I thought I saw it on Twitter.com somewhere, and Mark came in. I'm sure there's a Facebook post somewhere about this that is in-depth and lengthy. On, here's what we need to do. We need to go back to our roots and play some Gene Autry whenever they come out. Then people will really understand what passion's about. But, I mean, listen, that's a great summer topic. All right. Songs that mention Oklahoma. Well, but see, does it have to mention Oklahoma? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't know. Ha- it doesn't have to mention Oklahoma. I mean, like, I think Virginia Tech's Enter Sandman is super cool. Yeah. And, like, especially... The, have you seen the video, like, the first oh, game since COVID? Yes. And everybody's, like, Watch it a thousand times. It's so cool. It's and awesome. I don't think there's any meaning Give me a little Virginia ch- Tech and understand. Yeah, there's none. Right. See, and that's the thing is I understand where you're coming from because I'd be the same way. What says Oklahoma in it? But it's – I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a tough call. Like, guys find out how Virginia Tech came. Like, is there hey, a story behind understand? What's the story behind understand, man? How'd you guys come up with that? I don't know. Somebody was probably that. just – Probably just feeling it on game day and was like, oh, well, let's listen to some Henry Sandman. And I feel boom, like, away, with, away they went. I feel like with just about any – this Blind Jet commercial or whatever it is is incredibly horrific. I don't know if I've seen a worse commercial in my life. Blind. Blind, Blind Jet. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, this is the greatest This is the greatest thing ever. ever. Meanwhile, he's got a whole anyway, – I'm sorry. I'm getting old. I get, I get distracted very easily. But I understand it's – it's all part of the fan experience. I hate that guy. Right? All part of the fan experience. And that's what you that's what you want to enhance. And you want I want to I mean the intro video is pretty banging. I mean it's let's be honest about it. There is a nature to that that has been emulated and copied all across. I mean people there's not a single team that doesn't do a scene setter now. I mean, NFL teams are doing scene setters. Toby is a damn trailblazer and doesn't get the respect he deserves for it. So, outside of Sooner Nation, I should say. I think OU fans get it. But, huh, that'd be – I would imagine that maybe some of those marketing meetings might be a lot like this. Huh, what do you think? Because it's it almost has to be you – know, how do you come up with something that organically brings everyone together and then has the ability in a very – I mean, an ADD kind of society to where our attention, something shiny can distract it in a heartbeat that then becomes relevant and you become the apple of college football. Got to be a classic that everybody knows. And I think you got to wait for a big game 
to unveil this going forward. It's just I feel like it's such such something that has to be natural. Do you, I mean, do you do it at kickoff? Like when do you do it? Well, you don't have to do it when they're running out of the tunnel. You, there's Now that seems to be where this is centered. Anchored. Right. This that seems to be where this is at least what what I don't, I don't know that I want anything. Oh, you photo guy said. I don't know that I want anything when they're running out of the tunnel. Hmm. Boomer sooner. I mean, it's it's fine. It's not broken. You don't have to fix that. Oh, hold on. I've tried. I've tried to replace uh, Seven Nation Army. Let's get rid of that. Update. He decides not to kill himself in Adam's song. Thank you for the update. <laughs> Who sent that in? Uh, from the four hundred five. I don't know. They haven't been is, given yeah, a profile. Yeah, it, it, it is about depression. That's cool. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Neck. Thank you. The next song. Yeah, the next that's song. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, uh, they don't. They're not allowed to play that, right? Teddy now. and Gay brought it up. My neck. Yeah. Huh? Not that one. No, no, no. no okay. Not mine. No, no. <laughs> Definitely not that one. There's. <laughs> I was, that would make sense why they wouldn't be able to play that. Oh, one. okay. This is good for the nine one eight. I'm I'm behind on the Oklahoma breakdown. He said Teddy and Gay brought it up in their <laughs> podcast, so it stirred it up a little bit. So that I, Teddy might have been talking about it from their podcast. I have. I'm I'm two shows behind on the Oklahoma breakdown right now. So I, is it something that we need? Eh. Because like you, I'm like I don't think we need anything out the gate, but there would be kind of cool to have a tradition at some point within the game. I think the start of each second half, they should play like a classic song. Okay, or here's something. the problem. Here's the problem. Nobody's in their seats at the start of the second. Good half. point. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Next idea. No, no. But I love your idea. Nobody's in their damn seats at the start of the Well, then half. guess what? You don't get to sing along to Mr. Brightside today, <laughs> do you? I think the biggest thing. Something new needs to happen because you go look back at the old videos, like the jump around video from Texas Tech. That, that video, was organic. I don't know a time of OU where the fans were like that well, in the, my life. Like they, Pierce, that was when I was a small child. Pierce, here's the thing, man. It's gonna about to be like that in the SEC. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Because even at Omaha, how, Ole Miss fans were how many so much better? Than okay, OU fans. well, and that's fine. But how many top five opponents can you remember that have come to Norman, Oklahoma? <laughs> that is a very good point. Yeah. Notre also, Dame and Ohio State. But also, State, and that's it. when yeah. you think about it this way, SEC fans show up for you every so opponent. <laughs> Just that. That's it. He's attacking. That is right it. <laughs> it's like your angry Josh over there. Um. I'm not actually angry. But you're right. I mean, there just hasn't been I'm those. just enthusiastic. There's there, there there hasn't been those massive games like that. So I just I think trying to force something like that in this time is hard. And and maybe it takes someone much younger and, and hipper than me, like say Pierce or Josh, to basically be, you know, our our and they've got incredible bright minds in the marketing department and in the game ops department to where something clicks and all of a sudden if it's you know, Caitlin or whomever's Davis Cuck or whoever, and all of a sudden like, whoa, that thing, that seemed to kind of hit a little bit. Let's try it again. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about the one, it. Like, for instance, last year, really getting off track here, but last year the third down thing with, or was that two years ago, with Perry on Winfrey when, oh yeah, it was last year, where they talked about the Halloween theme and they had the remix of it and they played it on third downs. and That people, was cool. People get all fired up. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of third down conversions that took place whenever that happened. But, I mean, things like that. And that started like in a viral sense, right? I think that just started on Twitter.com. So. Yeah, Perion shared something about how yeah. he loved Halloween. and yep. 
then he, it, well, then he like what quote tweeted and said, "Man, we need some Halloween music on third down or this or that." And sure enough, lo and behold, there you go. All right, so we're getting submissions thrown in. Uh, we'll get to those coming up in just a bit. But listen, I'm going to yell at all of you because I am angry this you morning. You are angry, Josh, today. Um, we're uh, What cup of coffee are we on? Two yet? Yeah, and you know what? Uh-oh. We're going to get to cup three we get and to four, th- and I'm going to start. Is, hey, let me tell you something. This, really is my, this is my third today. It's that <laughs> kind of morning. You're calm. You're like. <laughs> well, also, I have done now. This is my fifth hour of radio this morning, so maybe I have calmed down a bit. And I haven't watched any of the the Raiders talk that's going on right now on ESPN. I'm sure that'll trigger me. Uh, True Sooner, though, has been incredibly patient. So let's wrap up this segment by going to the phones, the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's going on, True? How are you? How's it going? I, I thought it was funny when OSU used to play should have been a cowboy until I found out that Toby Keith was a big OU supporter. They still – that? They have – okay, Oklahoma State – Someone might want to correct me uh, as an OSU fan, but they do a they do the Garth Brooks song, or maybe they do do should have been a cowboy still, but they do something around the third quarter that's pretty damn cool, where yeah. everyone's singing along. I think with they it. stopped. Oh, did they? I think okay, they stopped. Should have been a cowboy. Yeah, maybe that was it. That and I was so angry during this year's years. game that I didn't allow myself to listen to anything. Anyway, go ahead, True. I'm yeah. sorry. Who cares okay, that he's an question. OU fan though? Yeah, I mean, I know. you know what I mean. <laughs> it's still a banger. So okay. So I got friends of mine. I got people that aren't friends of mine on, you know, on, on social media that always ask me this question, and it's kind of the elephant in the room. And I, I kind of know the whole situation, but I, I've, I've heard different sides of it. So Uh-oh. I want a more edge. I want a more educational response. That's why I'm calling your, you, you two shows. So my question is, what do you say to people when they say you guys ran Brent Venables off ten years ago? Do you say? Well, he needed to leave and sprout his wings. Do you say he's a different guy because of the fact that he's been with all these great coaches? What is the best response, hmm. the most educational response? Because it is an elephant in the room. Is you know it? What I mean, because I mean, it kind of is. I mean, maybe not to us, but to the people on the outside, it definitely is. Because a lot of people on the outside got the they got the view that we hmm. we ran him off. Interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought about this. Do you, do you not agree with that? That the people, a lot of people, think that outside. Well, the program? I, listen, there's a there's a lot of people that still think there was a reason besides he just wanted to retire. Why Bob Stoops walked away? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just that's that's the reality of the perception outside of your program. I was I was talking with Tyler before we went on the air, and he was bringing up a conversation that he was having with a dude from out of town that called. Was like, hey man, you guys doing okay with a with the whole Big 12 thing, and Tyler's like, bro, OU's going to the SEC. And they had no idea. Right. So it's just there, right. you know, it's sometimes the outside perception, especially with those that don't really cover college football, I couldn't care less because I don't think they know a damn thing. But for the sake of this being a radio show, I don't, I don't really – I didn't ever looked at it that way. I think – Dabo Sweeney offered a bunch of money for Bryn Venables to come run his defense, and I think it worked out pretty well for everyone involved. Now, oh, you struggled a bit, and I don't think Bob ever wanted to lose Brent. And I mean, listen, that's not for me to say. I'm never going to try to speak for Coach Stoops, but just from an, an outsider's perspective, I don't think he was trying to run him off. I guarantee you he wasn't. Did I just say I wasn't going right. to talk for Bob Stoops? But I don't – yeah, I don't think that was ever in the mix. But – There was sort of that perception but that, that existed. Yeah, so in my mind, yeah, I That would he had say, been demoted, and that's why he was going to Clemson. I mean, that, that was out there. It was. Right, but it's interesting to me because I don't think anything bad in this happened for Brent. 
right? He ended up no, going to Clemson, learned from another Hall of Famer, as he said many times, and now is back as head coach at Oklahoma. So I just, I just wondered how to, I just wondered how to respond to people. Like I've had probably serious time, but I've had twenty people huh. uh, since last since last December that have gone. Well, you guys took Mike Stoops back, and there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Uh, you know, there's too many chiefs in the kitchen, or too many cooks in the kitchen. Here's um, a good way to respond, Trill. Cool. I don't care. <laughs> it just, because ultimately, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, Britt Venables no. had a ton of success at Clemson. Ultimately, had a nice stay at Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, there were reasons that Mike Stoops was coming back, and it's because, guess what? There was some, you know, there, there were some cracks in the foundation, you could argue, that may- maybe Oklahoma wanted to go a little bit different direction with Mike Stoops and bring him back, re- recover a little bit of that old magic. But ultimately, he had a good run at Oklahoma, had a good run at Kansas State. And guess what? There's reason Brent Venables was a highly, highly sought-after head coaching candidate by literally everybody in the sport that was looking for a head coach. Well, and there's been a lot of coaches that have gotten better with – uh, you know, like he talks about. I mean, maybe Dabble. So I, I know you're not you're not a big fan of the old Chuck guy, but I mean, maybe maybe he did learn a lot. Uh, maybe he learned quite a bit with Bob, and maybe he did learn quite a bit with Bill Snyder. But maybe he turned the the corner with Dabo. Maybe you know? so. Who knows? Maybe he needed it. Hey, appreciate the yeah. phone call, we'll too. Right, man. I won't lie to you. I I don't hear that very often. I really don't. And and I understand that that perception is there, but that's going back to 2011. Right, I mean, he didn't. 2012 was his first year at Clemson. That's a decade ago, and you know we see how things played out. Bob retired, and and his gosh, coach, coach looked great yesterday, man. Coach Stoops was at the Sooner Helping Sooners event. It was uh, he looked great, and um, I, I don't know. I've never really, I've never really found myself in a position where many people have brought it up or talked about it, and I could understand where it would be, but for me, everything happens for a reason. Brent Venables. The, the the coaching resume is wild. The coach, you know why the coaching resume is wild? Because he's had three. He's been at three places. Do you know what that says about him and how badly people want to keep him around? He started coaching in 1993. Was his first year. He's 51 years old. You find me anyone else in college football right now? who has a head coach's job that has only been three places. It's just – and he's returned to one of those three. Kansas State, Clemson – Kansas State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Oklahoma. That's amazing. Incredibly rare. So, to me, I, I don't I don't really find myself getting too caught up in, boy, why did they let him go and anything of that nature because I didn't see it like that and – you might say take off your sooner colored glasses, but uh, uh, he's here. He's the head coach. He's laying an awesome foundation. They're going to be fun to lo- to watch, and I can't wait for it. Part of it to me, I, 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 I don't think about too many things like that in the past. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the now, right? No, 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 no. It doesn't. I mean, it's it's interesting in telling the story that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the – I don't want to say it was a horrible breakup, but there were some hard feelings, I think, for Brent Venables that Bob Stoops made the decision to bring Mike Stoops back. Remember, that 2011 season, man, was a disappointing one for OU. It, it, 
honestly, I'm not going to say it ended that, well, right, with the bowl win, but it was a disappointing year. Yeah, I mean, it. I'm not going to say that it totally, totally mirrored last season because it didn't. But a decade apart, it had similarities to it. To where Oklahoma went into that season, and there was all these expectations about, oh man, this team's going to be a national championship. Preseason number one. Was that the year with the Sharks thing too? Yeah. Oh yep. man, yeah, it was, dude. That year was a disaster. That was my first year. That was my first year on the sidelines, um, and it, it just nothing really. They had a cut, a bit of a rough run. Whenever they lost to Texas Tech at home, that was the rain delay game. I mean, they started the year on fire. They were one, two, three, six and zero. Oh. Went and won at Doak. Yep. Oh, that was a great game. Which, yeah, that was a huge win at the time. Yep. And then lost, you know, three of their final six games, including a, an embarrassing loss in Stillwater to Oklahoma State. Yeah, that 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 was not a fun one for OU no. fans. But but again, I I don't. I mean, for me, that's not something that resonates too terribly much. That doesn't come up. Oh my gosh. Well, didn't Brent Venables leave or didn't he get put? No. He's head coach now. Okay. And at least in my world, it can be a positive for Oklahoma. Everything happens for a reason, right? And Brent Venables isn't Brent Venables today without honestly, some of the failures of that 2011 season. And then, you know, obviously going to Clemson and everything that he learned over there. We got a break. <laughs> I know we need to go to break whenever Pierce goes as far as typing it into the call screener. All right, quick timeout. We're back. Uh, we'll we'll get your air comfort solutions text on this four zero five three two nine nine thousand. And my man Mad Dog has put together his most storied college football programs. And I don't really know how you can yell and complain about it too much, but we'll get into it next. It's Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Boy, we are. We are really going for the heartstrings here on ESPN about vaping, are we not? Huh. Yeah, don't vape. Don't vape. It's pretty simple. I thought vaping was supposed to make you not smoke and be good for you. Yeah, and then they found out it like sent shards into your lungs and stuff. And <laughs> It's still funny. I was watching last night. Welcome back into the Plank Show on the Ref. Good text. We'll get to him here in a second. Off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is Josh Homer. I'm Chris Plank. Hour two of the Plank Show with Piercy Intern. Running the show is brought to you by Allison Insurance. 405-745-2968. That's 745-2968 or online at allisoninsurance.com. So during the All-Star game last night, we took a break and went and ate at Luby's, which is fantastic in Goldsby, right? Um, Iconic. Iconic. Where? Libby's. Lu- what did I say? Lubies? Yeah. I say I do that all the time. Can Libby's. somebody enlighten me? Oh, really? What it's, a Lubies is? It's a, well, a Lubies is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Well, but, but a Lubies is. It's a buffet restaurant. Yeah, it's okay. like furs. Right. Okay. Think about where they have the four o'clock dinner specials. Like a Golden Corral? Yeah, except less, not, less, not as good. A less fancy. Not as good corral. as a Golden Corral. <laughs> right. But a Libby's. Is an iconic restaurant in Goldsby, which is right off Main Street, across the street from the Goldsby store, where I spend a lot of time, and the Goldsby Church. So you're, you know, let's say you're heading 35 South. You take that either. See, we're big time now in Goldsby, guys. We have two exits, okay? Woo, Technically baby. a third, right? Because you can take that Highway 9 exit and go down a side road, or you can take the first exit, which takes you right by Extreme Outdoor. 
right? Right, and then down to the Goldsby store. Or you can take that second exit, which loops around. To me, that fancy exit. I don't take that exit, okay? That's too fancy for me. But uh, Libby's is right down the street. You, you need to go to Libby's, period. You would love, okay. I don't think I've ever been to Goldsby before. So, so. you're not missing too much. Um, <laughs> but someone – and I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. Number one, i got to remind me i got to get to the TV show I was watching. But okay. Libby's has two options, okay? You can sit downstairs and have uh, an ex- a restaurant experience or upstairs – a little bit of a bar feel for it, a little pub feel. I think they have bands up there that yeah, play. Kind of like a country dancing scene every once in a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you been there for a country dancing scene? <laughs> You're right. Let's go. I've never been. I think I took my dad there one time while there was a party going on, and he was completely, he's like, what is one this? One of the drunkest nights I've ever had was. At was, Libby's? Yeah, it was terrible. But, but I, I think I had a fat turnip seat spotting there last night. I think I did. It might not even really be a country bar at times. I might have just envisioned yeah, that. Just that night. I think it might be. But so anyway, you've got to. But what they're known for is their fried catfish, fried fish. So, yep. Which, you know, your boy trying to watch his cholesterol and things usually can't eat. But I splurged last night, and it was fantastic. Maybe for dinner tonight I'll go get some some catfish at Livy's, and then get I'll, you, I'll get back to you guys on get that. Get you the regular. You might even put a little salt on it, maybe some hot sauce. But it's it's really good. It's a staple. You you need to get over there. So anyway, um, <laughs> someone hit me up on Twitter.com. Kevin said, moving to the Goldsby, Washington area next week. Heard you guys talking about dinner in Goldsby this morning. Need some local dining recommendations. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty big endorsement. There you go. That's, that's pretty much it. Now, in defense of my beloved town of Goldsby, there is a brand new center that's being built, and not one of these just kind of drive by night, like Markham's Nursery. So you go Markham's Nursery, I can't want to say Luby's, Libby's, and then across the street is the Goldsby Church. Yeah. Well, right next to the Goldsby Church, Josh, is a massive real estate undertaking, and um, they're going to have a couple more restaurants that are moving in there. So oh, no. We're getting big time. We're getting big time right now. Is Libby's okay with that? Oh, absolutely bringing more people to town. Well, Libby's is an it's gonna institution. Be, it's going to be an attraction. It's going to be tourists are going to be coming to be a part of that. But unfortunately, Kevin, I'm really glad that you're moving out to uh, our neck of the nape, nape of the neck. Uh, but you do spend a lot of time going back into Norman or maybe even out to Purcell for dinners. There's a, I was trying to get my wife to text me back. There's actually a really cool little bakery in Washington in the downtown area where uh, my experience in the in the downtown Washington area is that there is there's a gas station right which by the way sells baseball cards no kidding yes yes that's pretty cool that's a nice little so across the street from the from the gas station is there's this this bakery slash restaurant that's really really good it's like a hidden gem. I don't talk about it, even though I'm sure their owners would like for me to talk about it, because I don't want you guys moving out there. I don't want to deal with you people eating my scones whenever this place has it, okay? But it's kind of a neat little area, right? They've got a, uh, they've got the mail. They've got my post office there in Washington. <laughs> they've got a, bu- a, a beautician place, and I think an insurance place, and then they've got my bakery. And that's Washington. Got a few food trucks out there, and that's Washington. That's so, all you need. That's all we need. That's all we need. But welcome to town. Well worth it. Now, I promise to hit some Air Comfort Solutions text at 405-651-3439. 
Um, Jesse writes, I'm an upstairs at Libby's guy. I had never eaten in the upstairs area, but for some reason the downstairs was closed last night. So I experienced the upstairs. It's cool. The problem with the upstairs last night while we were eating is they didn't have the all-star game on. Mm. But. That is problematic. But they did have the MLB network on. Do you want to know what was being shown on the MLB Network last night? The uh, remainder of the draft, I, I bet. No, it's a movie. Field of Dreams. Close, because there's like a three-movie rotation yeah, on Major the MLB League. Network. It's either Major League, Field of Dreams, or Bull Durham. But ah, last last night... It wasn't any of those three. It, little Big League. Wow. Have you seen Little Big League before? (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. The dumbest premise ever for a movie, right? Because it involves the twins when, like, Kirby Puckett was there. And uh, the owner dies and leaves the team to his grandson, who then becomes the manager of the team. (laughs) And by the way. Yeah, right. It happens every single time. And it's funny because I'd, I'd forgotten. My my wife was so mad at me because then I was into it. Right? I'm like, oh, we can't leave. Little Big League's on. I can't leave right now. This is this is getting to the good part. This is where. And then one of the players is dating his mom, and then that's a big problem. So he benches the player, and he then gets his mom grounds him because he gets in a fight with an umpire, and he says dirty words. I mean, it's. What a terrible movie. But, again, I know that sounds tremendous. I was laughing because, I mean, you would think in this era of of complimentary broadcasts, right? Think about it. What is Amazon doing during the NFL season, right? What is Amazon doing? They are doing every single angle possible to a football game. They have the largest studio crew I've ever heard of in my life. They've hired Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. They're going to have a complimentary broadcast with whether well, they're going to do a quarterback's one. There might be one with Pat McAfee. I'm sick of extra broadcasts. I am too. I'm so done I am with too. It. I am too. But he- hear me out. You would think that the MLB network might have something on the night of its all-star game to maybe integrate into the All-Star game, even if it's just re-airing great All-Star games or great All-Star game moments. I mean, you're basically tap Guys, cue up Little Big League. I mean, what? I would imagine that Fox has it written in their contract that they can't. You think that's what it is? It's got to be, right? Because otherwise, why the heck would you be airing that instead of anything All-Star Game related? The funny thing that triggered me about it was you were talking about vaping, and there's a scene where him and the pitching coach are sitting in the airport, and the pitching coach is burning a cigar in the airport. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> a if someone, different world. Could you imagine if someone tried to light a heater in the middle of, a, of an airport right now? I mean, my gosh, that person would be thrown under the jail. Oh, dude, you arrested i mean i just tonight. and that might be a little thing and i'm sure you're probably right fox says we don't want you to do anything but at the very least i mean maybe even a draft show or something but i mean the off season is where you put all your terrible movies on there mm-hmm. agreed i know i look i we're lockstep on that i don't think that makes a lot of sense by the way, the one even th- if you're like re-airing the draft would make a heck of a lot more sense than little big league on a night where you could get some traffic, right? Like, oh, maybe it's on the MLB network. Yeah. Little Big League had a lot of cameos in it. Ken Griffey Jr. was in it. Rafael Palmero was in it, showing off his acting chops whenever 
Uh, Billy Haywood was thrown out of the game. Rafael Palmero gave the <gasps> look like he just said that. It was it was it was really terrible. But I did laugh because what do I always do whenever I see a movie that I haven't seen in a while? Got to go. Okay, well, I wonder if this guy's still around or what's this guy up to. The actor who played the manager, Luke Edwards, like his only role he ever had was Billy Haywood in Little Big League, which I would imagine he was probably like 10, 11, 12 years old, and his acting career apparently peaked right there. That That's it, huh? Who would have Still known? Still getting residuals, hey, though, probably. That's right, and I've, I'm sure a few from it airing last night. <laughs> I mean, last night's a big night for him. How about our show of bringing you an update on Little Big League? Who would have known? Thank you. That's what we're here for. Sooner talk and updates on bad mid-90s movies. I mean, the premise is just dumb. I'm, I'm trying to explain it. My wife looks. She goes, are you getting mad about this right now? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> of course I'm upset about this. Are you kidding me? Eat your chicken fry. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, I'll hit these air. This is your fault, Jesse, because you brought up you're an upstairs Luby's guy, and, uh, Libby's guy, and I'm all about the upstairs. <laughs> Maybe I should rename it just can you, make this a little easier on can us. Can you change the name of your restaurant to Luby's so I can quit trying to call it that? All right, there's some good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions a text line. 405-651-3439. Uh, True Sooner has sparked some of y'all to feel some kind of way. We'll get into it next. Did Little Big League make the list of worst sports movies of all time? This is from Looper. Let's okay. see. They've got Rocky Five on this list. Rocky Five? Yeah. It's not the one. I mean, it's Wait, easily the worst I, Rocky most valuable primate MVP. Oh, I don't know about that one. Major League Two. Come on. Rocky Five was with Tommy Morrison. R.I.P. Yeah, that was okay. Tommy Gunn. Summer Catch Good with kid. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, that was terrible. So Little Big League didn't make that list. I, I'm not seeing it. No. Huh. Oh well. Caddyshack Two was pretty bad. Crossover. Have you ever seen that? I'm trying to look at these from afar. Give me some of those. What's that? Bad that- news. Bad News Bears go to J- go to Japan. Oh, I thought it was going to be the original Bad News Bears, and yeah. I was going to be upset. I love that movie. Slapshot 2, Breaking Slapshot the two. Eyes. What is it? Oh, I thought Mark came in. All right, well, there you go. What's on that list right there? Is there anything that caught your eye? That caught your eye. You want me to click that? No, don't list? click it. Okay. Oh, some of those links, all of a sudden you click, and the next thing you know you get. like Yeah, a, you're in jail. You're in jail. <laughs> 86 ads pop up, and the next thing you know someone's taking over your computer. A little big leak. The feds come in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you looking at over there? Bleacher report. Jesse with a great movie question. What was more improbable, Little Big League or Rookie of the Year? Dang, man. Great question. Rookie of the Year, obviously, right? I mean, there's no way you're going to magically have a surgery where your arm has you throw at 41. Yeah. At 100 mile an hour heaters. So that movie came out, right? Rookie of the Year. Right. And the Wichita. Warren Theater had just opened. This is 1993. Okay, so I'm thinking of a different movie. You're the thinking rookie. of the Kevin Costner movie, right? The rookie. the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever whatever year that came out. Okay, hold on. Fi- fi- yeah, do a little quick show research here for us. Uh, the ro- Oh, did I say Kevin Costner? That was a rant. That was Dennis Quaid. So that came out in 2002. Okay, there you go. Right. Yeah, and the Wichita Warren had just opened. Brand new theater, state-of-the-art. Oh, this is a big deal, baby. My mom, my dad, and my brother Joey go to see The Rookie. Nobody, 
Nobody's like, hey, Josh, would you like to go see the movie too? Nope. No big deal. They go on opening night. Theater just opened. Oh, this is going to be great. Let's go check out this new movie theater. Didn't invite... Didn't invite their youngest. Wow. And you wonder why I'm an upset individual today. I'm gr- it's stories like this, play. That's crazy okay. as the youngest, too. That's normally like a middle child kind of thing. Right, exactly. The middle the youngest child youngest is crazy, out, yeah. Right? Huh. My mom, I'd be upset, too. My mom will be on the Riverwind jackpot line any second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him convince Wait you. a minute. That's not true. That's not true. Um, on the sports side of things, we get back to it. It was interesting because I guess y'all – feel some kind of way about the topic on on Venables in 2011. I, I, on the other hand, am trying to live in the here and now because I think about 2011, I I mean, that's a long time ago. That's a, that's a decade ago. And ultimately, it, it does it matter? I mean, I don't think so, right? It's like I said, it can be a positive that everything happens for a reason and it was a learning experience – and Venables went and ultimately goes on this odyssey at Clemson to where he becomes the most coveted defensive mind in America. That's right. That's right. Like the, from the 402, Venables coaching is eerily similar to Coach Stoops, learning under three Hall of Famers at three different schools. Yeah, Bob Stoops and his path is pretty incredible too. I mean, from – you know, and, and again, I, hold on, I'm pull this up so I don't speak out of my ass on it. Out of my backside. I'm <laughs> really, okay. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to watch my language. Sorry, Casey. <laughs> sorry, Brian. Uh, yeah, coach spent a little bit of time at Iowa, and then With he Hayden went Hayden Fry, right? Then he went to Kansas State from '88 to uh, '90. Bill and Schneider, Kansas State or Kent State to Kansas State. He spent a year at Kent State as an assistant, then went to Kansas State in '89. Uh, left there in '96 for the Florida job, and then by '99 was a OU head coach. Yeah, he he hmm. did work with some really good coaches. And Fry, Snyder, Spurrier? I guess maybe I'm in a little bit of a different position than, say, where True Sooner is because I'm just – I'm not one of those people that care how that ended. He's here now, right? And that's all that matters. Um, Coach Saw Coach Stoops on Sunday at Penny Hill with his golfing buddies. He did look great. I mean – Bob Stoops is 50, uh, 61 years old. If if I look half as good as he does at 61, um, dude looks so happy, so refreshed. It's great to see who's out at the Sooners, helping Sooners event yesterday, uh, pumped for him. Uh, whomever told Pierce there is money and women in the radio broadcast field needs to be taken outside. <laughs> Did somebody <laughs> tell <true>. you that? <laughs> no, okay. that's, that, I was confused about it. No one's told me that yet. I just uh, assumed, you know. Josh, Josh, such a handsome man. I assume there had to be women. Yeah, in the radio. exactly. Uh, then one yeah, more yeah. here. Think again. Did Derek Jeter's thirty for thirty contain the tragedy when Jeter was shot in the World Series by Detective Terry the Peacock Hoyts? Is that another movie reference? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Is. What's that from? <laughs> oh, God, what movie is that? Hold on. Let, let, Anger management, maybe. Ah, uh, yes, that's, that's exactly what it was. Is what that it? You, I think so. Let's see, bum, 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 the other guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The other guys. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> what? A- <laughs> Good movie. Okay. Quick moment. I think I'm still scarred from the opening scene of that moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of that movie. 
I'm like, did they just jump off the building? <laughs> that was the first time I watched it. There's there's certain movies like comedies. The first time you watch, it's it's, it's, it's never going to be as good, right? Yeah. That's one of those scenes when they jump off of that building. Like, it's like whoa, they're gone. My, I I, I remember it because it's you want to know where I started watching it. <laughs> Tubi. It's on Tubi, and I was watching it because I'm like, oh, I got to see this opening scene again. Because it's, like, awesome. It's action, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> we got to go get him. And The Rock, and what's it, Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, 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 They jump off a building, and spoiler alert, they die. Splat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got a break. Thank you very much for that movie reference. That's right, the other guys. Well done, Dallas Bill, and I have yet to see it on 30 for 30. By the way, I'm not a hater of the 30 for 30. I get it. Derek Jeter is a guy who I think people flock to and they want to learn more about. I think my part is, what are we, like a seven-part, eight-part series? It's like, ah, oh, come on. Come on, man. That's a it's a little bit much. When we come back, we'll wrap up hour number two, get you the top five stories of the day right here on The Plank Show. This One shot. Someone makes a joke. Uh, they miss the bushes. <laughs> yeah, they, they I think did you miss just, the bushes. Did you turn me down? No, we're good. Okay. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to. No, the cause music panic. came to an abrupt end right when you were turning the knob. <laughs> no, I'm turning. Right. See, I, I grabbed the wrong headsets <laughs> that I. Josh reached over to the to the headset amp, and when he turned it down, the music stopped, and I was like, "How that? dare you?" That, no, it was like beautiful timing. Uh, yeah, Derek Jeter got shot in the movie. The other guy. Such, didn't we just spend a whole segment talking about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we spent you know, a good amount of time on it. I'm curious to know, writes the 405, what Patty Gasso had to say to the crowd yesterday about how her softball team is shaping up. Surely we are going to lose a few more to the portal. How is Jordy's injury healing? Okay, um, can I take those piece by piece real quick? We got one minute. They haven't been able to do anything, have they, except for like workouts or whatever? Yeah, I mean, when we say taking shape, I think you probably mean roster more than anything. Uh, as Coach pointed out, Seven players, either you had what five graduate and a couple medically retire, and I, I think she actually had what nine total that she had mentioned. So I don't think they're losing anyone. I don't think they're losing anyone, and they're at least not planning on it. So if there's someone jumping into the portal, it would be a surprise. And how is Jordy's injury healing? Great, she's right on path. Coach went a little bit more in depth on how much of a struggle it was yesterday you know that's a good way to kick off next hour i didn't realize how close we were to the top so before the top five stories of the day i'll get to that just for you my man right here on the home of sooner fans